Welcome to Words of the Wise, an introduction to the book of Proverbs by Dr. Jacques B. Ducan. Edited for audio by the Ambassador Group. Exploration 13. Women and Wine. Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink. Proverbs 31, verses 3 and 4, New King James Version. The book of Proverbs began with the teachings of a father and ends with the teachings of a mother in Proverbs 31, verse 1. The name Lemuel may allude to Solomon. If so, then Lemuel's mother is Solomon's mother, and she warns her son against the two most serious threats to the king, wine and women. The association of wine and women is deliberate. To be efficient as a ruler, the king has to be careful of the influences he faces, and these two factors can be very powerful. Though the right woman could be beneficial, alcohol is only trouble. The father's introduction was concerned with the spiritual acquisition of wisdom. Now, the mother's conclusion is concerned with applying wisdom in real life. For the spiritual principles taught by the father would mean nothing if the practical advice offered by the mother were not followed. toast to life? In many cultures, drinking alcohol is associated with life. People raise a glass and wish one another a long life, though the irony is that each glass works towards destroying life. Nicely designed bottles, poetic and funny drinking songs, clever commercials, and even some, quote, scientific findings all comfort drinkers in their idea that alcohol is good for them. Proverbs has already warned us against this deadly deception. Proverbs 23, verses 30 through 35, describe alcohol's effects. They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent, and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. They have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I awake? I will seek it yet again. Now the theme reappears, showing us even more damage that drinking can bring. 
Listen to Proverbs 31, verses 4, 5, 8, and 9. As you listen, think of how you would answer these questions. All these verses together. What do they say? And how does their message apply to every follower of the Lord, not just the king? It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. Verse 5. Lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Verse 8. Open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. In similar language, Job describes himself as being eyes to the blind and feet to the lame. Job 29 verse 15, New King James Version. Likewise, the king or those with means should help support the poor and the needy, those who are speechless in that they don't have a voice because no one listens to them. The destructive effect of wine can also be seen in how it can so easily distort one's judgment. While alcohol is bad enough for common folks, for a king or someone with power, alcohol can create terrible situations. The drinking king not only, quote, forgets the law and does not know what is right, but he subsequently issues distorted judgments. The guilty are declared innocent and the innocent guilty. What is at stake here is the capacity to discern between right and wrong, good and evil. The prohibition of wine drinking has to do with basic wisdom and, as such, should apply to every human being. It is noteworthy that this concern is precisely the reason implied in the special prohibition of drinking for the priest. Quote, that you may distinguish between holy and unholy. End quote. Leviticus 10, verses 9 and 10, New King James Version. Who hasn't seen the devastating effects of alcohol in so many lives? How can you help others, especially the young, stay clear of what can bring only harm to them and to others? A toast to death. Let's listen to Proverbs 31, verses 6 and 7. How do you understand these texts? Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Verse 7. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. A quick reading of these verses gives the impression that Lemuel's mother allows the consumption of wine or any other alcohol for the person who is about to die, verse 6, or for the person who suffers from depression, verse 7. This reading, however, would contradict not only the immediate context, Lemuel's mother has just warned the king against wine drinking, 
but also the general context of the book of Proverbs, which systematically and emphatically prohibits wine drinking. In addition, it hardly makes sense to offer something to the perishing that would only make their health and well-being worse. And giving alcohol to a depressed person is like giving salt to someone who is already dehydrated. If, as we know, God cares about our bodies and our health, it doesn't make sense to see these texts, especially in context, encouraging the use of alcohol. More important, an analysis of the use of the expression, quote, who is perishing, unquote, in the book of Proverbs reveals that this verb is always associated with the wicked. Let's listen to five examples. Proverbs 10, verse 28. The hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. Proverbs 11, verses 7 and 10. When a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish, and the hope of unjust men perisheth. Verse 10. When it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth, and when the wicked perish, there is shouting. Proverbs 19, verse 9. A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he that speaketh lies shall perish. Proverbs 21, verse 28. A false witness shall perish, but the man that heareth speaketh constantly. And Proverbs 28, verse 28. When the wicked rise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Once again, Proverbs 31, verses 6 and 7, New King James Version. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. Through the expression, quote, who is perishing, unquote, as in verse 6, Lemuel's mother points, in fact, by association, to the wicked. As for the expression, quote, bitter of heart, unquote, as in verse 7, it refers to the depressed person who, like the wicked, becomes insensitive and forgets poverty. Ellen G. White, writing in her book entitled Temperance, on page 12, says, Satan gathered the fallen angels together to devise some way of doing the most possible evil to the human family. One proposition after another was made, till finally Satan himself thought of a plan. He would take the fruit of the vine, also wheat, and other things given by God as food, and would convert them into poisons, which would ruin man's physical, mental, and moral powers, and so overcome the senses that Satan should have full control. Under the influence of liquor, men would be led to commit crimes of all kinds. Through perverted appetite, the world would be made corrupt. By leading men to drink alcohol, Satan would cause them to descend lower and lower in the scale.
virtuous woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Proverbs 31, verse 10. Who is the, quote, virtuous woman, unquote, of Proverbs 31, 10? A number of indications suggest that the author has more in mind than a godly woman or the ideal wife. Following the lead of many passages of the book of Proverbs, we have good reason to think that the virtuous woman represents wisdom. The passages say, in Proverbs 1, verses 20 to 33, Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in chief concourses, at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called, and you refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel, and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Because I hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Proverbs chapter 3 verses 13 through 20 Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths were broken up and clouds drop down the dew. Proverbs 4, verses 5 through 9 Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. And Proverbs 8 Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. 
she cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth, wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness, nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Verse 10 Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. Verse 17 I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of His way, before His works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth, when there were no fountains abounding with water. Verse 25 Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth, or the fields, or the primal dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there, when he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me, finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death.
This personification of wisdom as a woman is justified not only because the Hebrew word for wisdom, pronounced kokma or chokma, is a feminine noun, but because it also allows the Hebrew writer to draw all kinds of concrete lessons for our daily life. Wisdom is not pictured as some lofty and unreachable ideal, but as a very practical and approachable woman who could become our life companion. This last teaching about wisdom is given through a beautiful acrostic poem. Each verse begins with a Hebrew letter following the alphabetic order, as in the Book of Lamentations and in many Psalms. Let us compare the text on wisdom in Proverbs 8 with our text on the virtuous woman, Proverbs 31, verse 10. Listen for the features of the virtuous woman that remind us of the definition and description of wisdom that we have discovered in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 31, verse 10 says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Chapter 8, verse 35. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. In other words, she is precious and worth finding. Proverbs 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. And Proverbs 8, verses 10, 11, 18, and 19. Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold. In other words, her worth is more than rubies. Proverbs 31 verse 14 says, she is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. And Proverbs 8, verse 19 says, My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. In other words, she provides food. Proverbs 31, verses 17 and 25 say, She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. Proverbs 8.14 says, Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. In other words, she is strong. Proverbs 31.26 says, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Proverbs 8 verse 1 says, Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? In other words, she is wise. Proverbs 31 28 says, Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Proverbs 8 verse 34 says, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. In other words, she is praised. Though we live in the so-called 
information age, and though we have acquired so much more knowledge than had previous generations, there's little to indicate that our generation is any wiser than previous generations. Indeed, as Martin Luther King Jr. said, we have guided missiles and misguided men. Let's listen to 1 Corinthians 1, verse 21. Here are two questions to answer. What does this verse say to you? And how can this idea help you live by faith? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world, by wisdom, knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Again, here are the two questions. What does this verse say to you? And how can this idea help you live by faith? Let's compare our audio observations. This text told me, 1. If I pursue worldly wisdom, I won't know God. I may know trivial facts, but I won't know Him intimately. 2. One of God's methods of wooing people to salvation is through preaching. 3. I can live by faith by believing the very preaching the world thinks is nonsense and a bunch of foolishness. 4. This belief adventure pleases God. In other words, God encourages me to risk being different from the world. What were your audio observations? She works. Proverbs 31:27 says, She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. The virtuous woman in Proverbs 31 is not lazy. She works hard and is very active. The poem insists on this quality, which characterizes the wise versus the fool. In Proverbs 6, verse 6, and Proverbs 24, verses 33 and 34. The fool is described in Proverbs 6, verse 6, which says, Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider her ways and be wise. And Proverbs 24, verses 33 and 34 say, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler, and your need like an armed man. The field of the virtuous woman is comprehensive and concrete. To be spiritual does not mean that we should be idle, all under the pretext that we are concerned with highly important religious issues, and thus do not have time to take care of trivial matters. Luke 16 verse 10 records Jesus' words, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, and he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. The woman willingly works with her hands, as Proverbs 31.13 says, She seeks wool and flax, 
and willingly works with her hands. New King James Version. It is interesting that this very spiritual person is never depicted praying or meditating. She is shown as an efficient and productive woman. Much like Martha of the Gospels is described in Luke 10, verses 38 through 40. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. Proverbs 31, verses 12, 15, and 18 describe the ideal woman. These verses say, She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Verse 15, She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. Verse 18, She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. The woman never rests. Verse 12 says, She works all the days of her life, even during the night. Verses 15 and 18. Her active and watchful presence is effective all the time. The reason for her constant attention is her responsibility. She has to be there. Otherwise, everything will fall apart. Proverbs 31, verses 20 and 25 give another important detail. What is the impact of her projects? She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Here we touch on an important point regarding our work and effort. It will be tested by time. Only the future will testify to the quality of our deeds. To work wisely is to work with the future in mind, not just for an immediate reward. Though not quite dealing with the same thing, the principle in the following text from Revelation is so important. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Revelation 4 Verse 13. If you have a special woman, a wife, mother, other family member, teacher, boss, or friend in your life, what can you do to show your appreciation for her and for all she has done for you? She cares. Listen to Proverbs 31, verses 26 through 31. Here are two questions for you to think about. 
What other important characteristics are mentioned about this woman? Why are these characteristics important for you, regardless of who you are? Proverbs 31, verses 26 to 31 say, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household, and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. As we have discovered in this exploration of the book of Proverbs, an emphasis has been placed on words, on what we say. The woman is known for her wisdom and for her kindness. They are related. After all, couldn't one argue that kindness is another form of wisdom? Especially when we understand that wisdom isn't just what we know, but what we say and do. Did the phrase, the law of kindness, intrigue you? Kindness isn't just some fleeting attribute that escapes from her mouth now and then. It is a law, a principle of her very existence. How powerful it would be if the law of kindness were to guide all that came out of your mouth. Proverbs 31.30 reveals an important point that is so often overlooked and not valued. What is it? Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. All too often, women are rated only in terms of outward appearance. That's such a shallow and superficial marker. The Bible points out just how vain, how empty, that kind of attitude ultimately is. This woman's true beauty is found in her character and how that character is made manifest in her life and works. Beauty will always pass away. Character can endure forever. On page 81 of her book entitled God's Amazing Grace, Ellen G. White writes, A great name among men is as letters traced in sand, but a spotless character will endure to all eternity. In what areas of your life do you need to see your character improve? Praying about it is fine, but what concrete positive steps do you need to take in order to see growth? Let's continue exploring. These comments are speaking about Nadab and Abihu. 
when indulging their appetite for wine, and while under its exciting stimulus, their reason was clouded, and they could not discern the difference between the sacred and the common. Contrary to God's express direction, they dishonored him by offering common instead of sacred fire. God visited them with his wrath. Fire went forth from his presence and destroyed them. These were the words of Ellen G. White on page 295 in Volume 3 of Testimonies for the Church. In her book Education, on page 217, she wrote, Let the children and youth learn from the Bible how God has honored the work of the everyday toiler. Let them read of the wise woman described in the Proverbs, who seeketh wool and flax, and worketh willingly with her hands, who giveth meat to her household, and their task to her maidens, who planteth a vineyard, and strengthened her arms, who stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, reached forth her hands to the needy, who looked well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Proverbs 31, in the order that they were quoted, verses 13 and 15, in the Revised Version, chapter 31, verses 16, 17, 20, and 27. Think again about the characteristics of the virtuous woman. How can the principles behind what is revealed in this specific situation be applied to believers, whatever their gender, marital status, or age? Do you want to have a good discussion with your friends? Here are a few provocative questions. Why is total abstinence from alcohol the only right option? After all, what possible good can arise from any kind of alcohol consumption? Consider all the damage that it often causes. Here is a provocative statement. Although we have a lot more knowledge, we don't necessarily have more wisdom. Do you agree or disagree? And why? Let's consider another angle. In what ways can knowledge without wisdom be even more dangerous than a lack of knowledge without wisdom? What are some recent examples that you have seen of just how damaging knowledge without wisdom can be? Listening friend, in our 13 explorations, we have discovered that the book of Proverbs is filled with practical wisdom. Our fellowship with Christ, even with all its lofty theology and spiritual dimensions, has a very practical side to it as well, doesn't it? One final question. How will you make sure that you don't neglect the practical aspects of faith as you seek to fulfill God's theological and spiritual dimensions. Let's ask the God of all wisdom by personalizing the first stanza of a beautiful hymn. Dear Lord and Father of mankind, forgive my foolish ways. Reclothe me in my rightful mind. In pure life thy service find. In deeper reverence, praise. In deeper reverence, praise. 
Thank you, Lord, for teaching me your wisdom in the book of Proverbs. By your Holy Spirit, please empower me to trust your written word of truth, to live these truths, and living wisely and compassionately, seeing your divine imprint on each person's life. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. ambassadorgroup.org This media was brought to you by Audioverse a website dedicated to spreading God's Word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.